This is false and defamatory, the impact of defamation and weaponized social media. Trigger warning. This podcast discusses topics related to emotional abuse, gaslighting, verbal abuse, threatening language, cyberbullying, intimidation tactics, and thoughts of self-harm, which may be triggering for some listeners. The content includes descriptions of manipulative behavior, psychological distress, body shaming, online harassment, and other forms of abusive behavior and emotional trauma. Please take care of yourself and consider your mental and emotional state before listening. If you need support or someone to talk to, please seek help from a trusted friend, family member, or mental health professional. Thank you for listening. We recessed from 11 a.m. to 11.20 and went back on the record. So we started at 9.52 a.m. and now it is 11 a.m. So we had been going for a little over an hour here. Moving on, the attorney says, when you use the term troll, what do you mean? Defendant, a person who talks bad about people on the internet. Attorney, have you ever accused anyone other than Crystal Wrighton of being a troll on the internet? Yeah, I mean, there's millions of trolls out there. Attorney, who? Have you ever told anyone that you believe any person or website? Have you in any way ever identified anyone you believe to be a troll other than Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, well, yeah. Attorney, who? Defendant, I mean, I've had someone tell me they were a troll before. Attorney, okay, I'm going to object as non-responsive. Defendant, okay. Attorney, have you ever said that anyone was a troll besides Crystal Wrighton to anyone? Defendant, I'm sure. Attorney, okay, as you sit here today, who do you believe to be persons who have trolled you and said negative things about you besides Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I don't know anyone's name specifically personally besides Crystal. Attorney, okay, my question is a little bit broader than that. Defendant, okay. Attorney, can you identify in any way anyone else that you believe to be a troll that has said negative things about you or your company. Defendant, not at this time. Attorney, and you understand that includes any name on any of the websites, even if it's some made-up name. Defendant's attorney, objection form. My attorney says, can you give us any indication whatsoever of anyone who you believe has trolled you besides Crystal Wrighton? Defendant's attorney, objection form. Defendant, I don't recall. Attorney, okay, as you sit here today, can you give us the name of or identify in any way anyone you believe to have been a troll on you or your company other than Crystal Wrighton? Defendant's attorney, objection form. Defendant, I don't don't recall. My attorney says I'll object as non-responsive. My question is, as you sit here today, can you give us, can you identify in any way anyone who you believe to have ever trolled you or your company? Defendant's attorney, objection form. My attorney says that's a yes or no question. The defendant says no, it's I don't recall. My attorney says I'll object to the portion after no. Have you ever accused any other employees besides Crystal Wrighton of being a troll or posting negative things about you? Defendant, Yes, my attorney. Who? Defendant says H. Attorney, okay, other than H and Crystal Wrighton, have you ever accused any other employees of being a troll or posting negative things about you or your company? Defendant, I don't know specifically that they did. Attorney, who do you have any basis to believe ever trolled or posted negative things about you or your company other than Crystal Wrighton and H? Defendant, no one that I can think of. Attorney, is there anything that you, I'm sorry, let me rephrase that, okay? Defendant says, sure. My attorney says, is is there anyone that you know that you believe would say anything negative about you or your company other than Crystal or H? Defendant says, not that I know of. Attorney, is there anyone 
Well, do you believe Crystal dislikes you? Defendant says, I do now. Attorney, okay, when did you come to the belief for the first time that Crystal dislikes you? Defendant, when H and I, November 6th, H and I were at the police station and she told them on the record that I had no idea that Crystal did not like me. I would like to point out that in a prior episode, I have read the text that the defendant sent her close friends, four or five in a group text, nine days after I resigned. And in those texts, she talked about that she had no idea that I did not like her. So here she is saying that the first time she ever figured that out was on November 6th when H told the police, but that is obviously not true. Moving on, my attorney says that Crystal didn't like you or H. Defendant says, correct. Attorney, which one? Defendant, Crystal did not like me. Attorney, other than Crystal, do you know of anyone else that dislikes you? Defendant, I'm 39. I'm sure there's somebody out there. Attorney, can you identify any person who you believe dislikes you? Defendant, somebody who dislikes? And then she names her husband. Attorney, other than your husband and Crystal Wrighton, is there anyone else that comes to mind off the top of your head that dislikes you? Defendant, not that I can think of at this time. Attorney, okay, other than Crystal Wrighton, is there anyone that you can think of that would for any reason post anything negative about you? Defendant says no. We have already seen in in prior episodes, the blog post that Alice Wright has written on Gomi blog. I will not read those again. However, throughout the course of this lawsuit, my legal team did some internet research and found a plethora of negative reviews on various review sites for the defendant and her company. Some of them are customer service issues and a lot actually have to do with the defendant herself. Two of the websites are actually blogs and they individually and separately posted about the defendant. One says, beware of defendant, cunning and dishonest. Another one is sort of a play on words with the defendant's name, so I won't read the title, but it's something about the defendant being rude. Additionally, there are multiple Yelp reviews for the defendant and her business. One from March 16th, 2017 says, please do not spend your money here. The owner is extremely rude and hateful. She participates in false advertising to drive up sales, has zero knowledge of customer service. She bullies and belittles anyone who dare have an opinion that isn't shared by her. She went so far as to call me a profanity and yell at me regarding my negative reviews. I repeat, please do not spend your money at company name if I could give the stores zero stars, I would. Another review from October 23rd, 2016. This is my first ever Yelp review, but I feel like it had to be done. I've shopped for several years with the online boutique. The owner is very active on social media and the insider's Facebook page, which is really helpful in a lot of instances. But I started to notice she kept complaining and being extremely rude if someone even asked a legit question. Then she describes an issue that a customer had and then says, the owner jumped all over this girl. I really like the clothes and have lots of them from there. But after I saw that owner's true colors. I just can't support a business run like that. So if you have no problem with business owners talking down to the customers that spend their hard-earned money, then by all means shop here. But if you're like me and can't support an establishment run like this, it's better to shop elsewhere. Another review on the Site Jabber website from March 3rd of 2016 says, atrocious quality, the owner is rude and possibly unstable, and then says, bought a few things from this boutique in the past and they have all fallen apart after a few washes. I was at a sidewalk sale and the owner, without provocation, verbally attacked me and told me to leave. With pleasure, she will never get a dime of my money, nor should she yours. 
take your business elsewhere. Another review from August 19th of 2016 on the SiteJabber website says, the owner needs to get over herself. I bought a couple of things from this store and I had mixed emotions about my experience with the owner. Then I talked to not one, but two different vendors and they both basically said the same thing. She's a huge fraud and fakes nice to people then talks about everyone behind their back. The quality of the clothing is just decent. Another review from the SiteJabber website from May 13th of 2016, overpriced boutique with a stuck up owner. The person who runs this boutique is a horrible person and runs a horrible business. Anytime someone has any kind of issue, they are verbally attacked. The clothes are cheaply made yet sell for twice as much as the same exact clothes at other online boutiques. They thrive on finding women with low self-esteem, telling them they are beautiful, and then selling them ridiculously sized clothes. To all you women with low self-esteem, you are beautiful, but please find that validation somewhere other than Defendant's Company. If you don't believe me, just Google them and you will find a site with literally hundreds of pages of people complaining about the quality of clothes, the unethical business practices, and the horrible owner of the company. Another review from August 4th of 2016, unprofessional disorganized mean girls club the description mean girls club fits very well with this business as the owner and her little minions do not take criticism well customer relations are lacking strongly with this boutique if you are a member of the insiders club on facebook i'm sorry for you but it is chaos and full of brainwashed women who think they are paying 40 dollars for a quality item that truly probably cost the owner about six dollars but you don't dare go on the facebook page to leave a review or a question because if it isn't 100 positive you will get an army of regina george wannabes plus the god-awful owner attempting to put you in your place. Stay away unless you want to kiss the ground that they all walk on. Another review from March 16th of 2016, Unprofessional Whiny Mean Girls Club. This place is a complete joke. I used to be able to buy clothes that I liked cute in, but suddenly it's turned into a mean girls club where you can only buy clothes if you're willing to stay up until two in the morning and grovel at the owner's feet. The owner is absolutely unwilling to take constructive criticism of any type of feedback that isn't glowing. If you dare ask a question that might somehow imply that you are anything but 100% happy, then she will reply to you with an incredibly snarky comment. Then her minions will attack you as well. Well, the owner really needs to take a step back and look at the way she handles social media and customers that aren't happy. This is not high school and she behaves incredibly unprofessionally online. Newsflash, we pay your bills. Even those of us that shop here because it's cute and convenient instead of groveling at your feet and worshiping every self-serving selfie you post. I refuse to shop here anymore. Heaven forbid I have a problem with something and bring it up because I would probably get death threats from the mean girls. Are you kidding? If somebody was negative, I would just be like, I gotta go. Actually, no, all my friends would take care of me for y'all. Another review from April 6th of 2016 says, Like others leaving a review here, I am scared of posting anywhere because of backlash. It took my husband pointing out that I was going to simply let a package that did not get to me, it said delivered but did not show up in my door, go and not mention it to the business because the last time I asked a question, I felt mortified. And so I was just going to take the loss to realize that I'm wacky crazy. I am mainly posting this because I see this type of bullying from this company online a lot company makes the social aspect of their business super key in how they run things and make money and lately it has just gotten weird. A business, no matter how cool, nice, or sweet, is just a place that you pay for an item or service. You did not get put in your place for asking where a package is. As I review things, no matter how refreshing I thought things were in the beginning, it has gotten downright creepy that people cannot ask a question without saying I am not trying to say anything bad. Like a bunch of beat down kids trying to please mommy but asking about the lolly they want. I'm literally throwing up in my mouth a little 
all, the more messages I'm getting about other bully instances. And a Yelp review from December 2nd of 2020 says, I will never spend another penny with this store and woman because the owner is the most hateful and disgusting person I have ever come across. I followed her on Instagram and after watching her spend ridiculous amounts of money on decorating Christmas trees only to ask her followers to swipe up so she could make a commission on people donating Christmas gifts. I said that's insensitive in this time of so many struggling just to pay their bills. You're bragging about $80 ribbon. $80 ribbon. Let that sink in. I knew my comment was irrelevant, but like an idiot, I sent the message anyways, saying, I'm sure you'll be mean and call me names too. And oh lordy, for a Christian woman, she let me have it. She stalked my Facebook and found my husband's page, even mentioned my designer jewelry and said, you should watch out talking profanity. And I hope your daughter, and then named her by name, doesn't turn out like you. Never in a million years would I ever say anything about her child or husband. That's just mean and honestly crazy. You put yourself out there on social media. You have to have thick skin to be able to take a little criticism. Bless her heart. She needs it. I apologize for the vast number of reviews that I just read. There are more, but I tried to narrow it down. And honestly, when I saw all of these during this lawsuit, I was mortified because I personally had never Googled her when I was shopping with her before I went to work with her. And I really, really, really wish that I would have because perhaps if one person leaves a scathing review or even two or three or five, you can understand that. But seeing this vast amount of reviews like this dating as far back as 2016, 2017. And those were the years where she was gaining a lot of popularity, which is why I think there are a lot of reviews from that time frame. I would have noticed some red flags and likely would not have been associated with her in any way. But I did not do my due diligence and I will never make that mistake again. Moving on in the deposition on page 66, line 23. Okay, what do you mean when you use the term hate blogs? What do you mean? Defendant, blogs that are hate-filled. Attorney, do you have an opinion as to how many sites or individuals have made any negative comments about your company? Defendant, I do not. Attorney, you're familiar with GoMe? Defendant, I am. The court reporter asks, can you spell it? And my attorney does. Defendant, can you repeat the question? Attorney, what is GOMI? Defendant, an internet site. Attorney, generally describe GOMI. Defendant, www.getoffmyinternets.com, I think. Attorney, and generally speaking, what kinds of things are posted there? Defendant, hateful things. Attorney, and has anything been posted negative about you or your company on GOMI? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and do you know... Do people post their name or do they post just names that they give themselves, like aliases? Defendant, I don't know how they come up with them. Attorney, okay, are you familiar with Socks for Africa? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and who do you believe that to be? Defendant's attorney says, objection form. Defendant says, I don't know who that is at this time. Attorney, do you have any information that would indicate that Crystal Wrighton is Socks for Africa? Defendant, I would think that the data that is divulged would be from Crystal Wrighton. Attorney, okay, let's break that down. Defendant, okay. Attorney, in terms of the actual, any technical data that would link Socks for Africa to Crystal Wrighton, are you aware of any facts that would do that? Defendant, define technical data. Attorney, any kind of anything on the internet or technology related that would somehow connect Socks for Africa to an IP address or any type of way that you could somehow track Socks for Africa to Crystal Wrighton. 
defendant. So not that H told me it was her. My attorney says I'll object as non-responsive. Is there any technical data that you're aware of that would connect Crystal Wrighton to Socks for Africa? Defendant, I do not know at this time. Attorney, as you sit here today, are you aware of any technical data that would connect Socks for Africa to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, am I aware of technical data as in do I know how to get it? Attorney, no. So there's been some things in this case about IP addresses, and I'm not just including IP addresses, but anything from a technical analysis of any of these GOMI sites. I want to know if you have any information that from a computer technical standpoint, internet standpoint, would connect, in this case, Socks for Africa to Crystal Wrighton. Defendant, I do not know at this time. Attorney, okay, as you sit here today, and then momentarily the videographer loses feed, and then we go back on the record, and my attorney says, tell me every fact upon which you base your opinion that Socks for Africa is Crystal Wrighton. Defendant, because information that that account posted was only information that I have told H or Crystal, and because I confirmed with H those details during the week of November 6th. Attorney, anything else? Defendant, there needn't be any more. No. So at first, the defendant is saying that she doesn't know, almost acting like she doesn't know what he's talking about. However, on November 17th of 2020, the defendant made a Facebook post about H&I where she says, any other questions? Socks for Africa? And then she lists some other names. Additionally, from November the 9th of 2021, the GOMI subpoena that the defendant's prior counsel had filed included number 28, Socks for Africa. Additionally, in the police report, the defendant had written down a few names to the police that she had stated that she thought were me, and one of those was Socks for Africa. I would like to point out that I've talked about this before. When the defendant went to Africa, we discovered there were some Instagram accounts that were being made. We were very concerned in trying to reach the defendant, and so now she's turning that around and saying that that I am behind that. And one of the names that was created on GOMI during that time frame was apparently Socks for Africa. But I would also like to point out again, and we've seen this in a prior episode, that when the defendant was in Africa, the owner of GOMI blog, Alice Wright, wrote an article about the defendant being in Africa. And in that article, there were a lot of users on GOMI that commented on that article. So the awareness on the snark site, gummyblog.com, the defendant was in Africa, was brought to everyone's attention by Alice Wright. I believe that is why there was such a heightened level of people commenting about it. And I think that's what drove the Instagram accounts that were created about this. But I didn't have anything to do with any of this. The defendant went to Africa, posted all about her trip as she typically does. She posts very frequently throughout the day, posted pictures, posted stories. That resulted in Alice writing a article about it on Gomi blog. When Alice writes an article on Gomi, it is featured on the front page. And on the front page article that Alice wrote about the defendant being in Africa, she included the pictures that the defendant had posted of being in Africa, of this hunting trip that they were doing. And those pictures did include dead animals, which angered a lot of people. That resulted in a lot of comments and that resulted in some unfavorable Instagram accounts being created about the defendant and about about trophy hunting and led to some negative interactions online. Moving on in the deposition, we are on page 70. My attorney says, do you have any technical information that would connect Saint, slang name for the defendant, from the trailer park to Crystal Wrighton? 
defendant asked the question again. My attorney says, do you have any technical information, whether it was an IP address or some type of technology that would connect that user to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, not at this time. Attorney, do you have any information that would indicate that that user is related to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what is that? Defendant, the data that that account posts. Attorney, which was? Defendant, I mean, it's like years worth of posts specifically about me and my life and things that I've only told Crystal or only told Crystal and H or only told H that I wouldn't say I only told H. I don't want to say that. That's not necessarily true. The name that my attorney is currently asking about, the defendant had posted about multiple times. Once in a comment on her original Campaign of Lies Facebook post on November 13th of 2020, again on November 17th of 2020, and this name was also listed as number 50 on the GOMI subpoena. Additionally, in the police report and the names that the defendant wrote and in the video, she talks about this user. And actually in her notes from the police report, she wrote two different names for this user. This user's name starts with Saint and they're saying Saint defendant of the trailer park. And the defendant also thought that this user had changed their name to snarky defendant of the trailer park. Moving on in the deposition, attorney says, do you have any technical information that would connect Texas Princess to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I'm not familiar with Texas Princess. Attorney, okay, do you believe or do you have any information that would connect in any way Crystal Wrighton to Texas Princess? Defendant, I don't recall what account that is. Attorney, okay, well, I appreciate that. That's not my question. My question is, as you sit here today, do you have any information that would in any way connect Crystal Wrighton to Texas Princess? Defendant, I don't have any in front of me right now. Attorney, okay. As you sit here today, do you have any information, whether it's in front of you or something you've thought or seen or heard in your brain, any information that would connect Crystal Wrighton to Texas Princess? Defendant, I don't remember what account that is. That's what I'm telling you. Attorney, Okay, so the answer is no. Defendant, no, because if I go home and look through my notes and have a spreadsheet that has that account name on it with specific data, then I do have it. But I'm saying, and then the attorney says, but as you sit here today, right now, without going home and looking for something, defendant says, okay, attorney, do you have any information whatsoever that connects Crystal Wright into Texas Princess? Defendant, no. Attorney, okay, you understand that you're going to have an opportunity, you're going to get a copy of this deposition, and you're going to have a chance to read over it and make any corrections to make sure that it's all true and correct. Understood? Defendant, understood. Attorney, so if you go home and look for these things about Texas Princess, anything that would connect Crystal Wright into Texas Princess, and you find something, you understand you're under an obligation to make those changes and edits so that your answer is true and correct when you get the deposition back and have an opportunity to review it. Do you understand? that? Defendant says, I understand. And then she says to her attorney, write that name down. So the defendant has said that she's not familiar with the account Texas Princess. However, on her Facebook post on November 17, 2020, it says, any other questions, socks for Africa, or are you Saint defendant from the trailer park today, Texas Princess, and then she lists some other names. So she's saying she's not familiar with that account. However, that account, the reason that it's being asked if she has any information to link that account to me is because it came from her own Facebook post about me. Additionally, she says that she understood that she could go home, have an opportunity to review the deposition, and then correct anything. And I would like to point out that nothing, no discovery whatsoever,
whatsoever was ever submitted after this date. In fact, nothing was ever submitted after the date in October when we went to take her deposition and her attorney had piles of discovery from my attorneys and H's attorney. Moving on with the deposition on page 73, my attorney says, do you have any information, any technical information that would connect Crystal Wrighton to your name here? Defendant, I do not at this time. Attorney, do you have any information whatsoever, any factual basis that would connect your name here to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what is that? Defendant, the specific things that were discussed. Attorney, what was said? Defendant, I do not have that information at this time. This was another username that was in the post from November 17th of 2020, but oddly enough, this username was not listed on the GOMI subpoena. So the defendant is saying here that she suspects that that account is me because of the specific things that were discussed, but it was not even listed on the subpoena from GOMI. So there's an inconsistency there as well. Moving on in the deposition, attorney, do you have any technical information that in any way connects Reality G to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I do not at this time. Attorney, do you have any information whatsoever? Are you aware of any facts that would connect Reality G to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what is that? Defendant, the words that were typed on the internet. Attorney, and what were those things? Defendant, I do not have that data at this time. Reality G was an account that was also named in the November 17th, 2020 Facebook post and was also listed as number 58 on the GOMI subpoena. Moving on in the deposition, attorney, do you have any technical information or facts that would connect woke Duchess of Ghosting to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I do not at this time. Attorney, do you have any factual information that in any way connects woke Duchess of Ghosting to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, that's the same question, right? Attorney, I'm asking about technical information and you said none. At this time, my question is, do you have any factual information of any sort that would connect woke Duchess of Ghosting to Crystal Wrighton. Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what is that? Defendant, data I'll provide. I don't have it in front of me at this time. Attorney, can you generally describe it? Defendant, no. Attorney, can you describe it in any way? Defendant, no. So the defendant has just said that she is aware of some factual information that would connect me with Woke Duchess of Ghosting. However, she said that she doesn't have it in front of her, that she doesn't know, and she can't describe it in any way. The defendant on many occasions has said that she can remember everything. And because I can remember everything, I don't know how. The police say it all the time. Like the police have told me that in two different police departments. My attorney told me that. My therapist told me that. Now I don't know how to parlay that into the real world other than because I always remember what happened. I always say it how it happened. And that is what makes these people around me want to stay because they know the story never changes. So the defendant in this video and in many others is going on and on about how she can remember everything. However, when asked specific questions on whether or not she can connect me to these accounts that she's alleging are me, she cannot provide it. She can't describe it. She cannot remember it in any way, shape or form. The basis of the allegations that she has made are that they are true. At this point in time, we are in February of 2022. This lawsuit was filed in November of 2020. She has had a year and three months to come up with this information. And at this point in time in this deposition, she admittedly cannot describe it in any way. And she has no idea what that information is. Woke Duchess of Ghosting was also number 45 on the GOMI subpoena. Moving on in the deposition. Attorney, do you have any technical information or are you aware of any technical facts that would in any way connect Coco and Chanel to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, no. Attorney, all right. Are you aware of any information or facts that would in any way connect Coco and Chanel to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I don't recall. Coco and Chanel was number 75 on the GOMI 
subpoena from November the 9th of 2021. Moving on, attorney, are you aware of any technical information that would connect I love my husband, I love my husband to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, no. Attorney, are you aware of any information whatsoever that would connect I love my husband, I love my husband to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I'm not familiar with that account. Attorney, okay, if you were to go home and look at that account and find something that you believe connects Crystal Wrighton to that account, you understand you have an obligation to supplement or to fully answer the question in your deposition when you have a chance to read over it and make corrections. Defendant says, absolutely. So she has just said that she is not familiar with that account. However, according to the Bartonville Police Report, the officer says, defendant said she believes that Wrighton has multiple accounts through gummyblog.com. Defendant listed the account name she believes to be associated with Wrighton as Woke Duchess of Ghosting, Coco and Chanel, I Love My Husband, I Love My Husband, Reality G, Blonde, Discount Doorknobs, Lucy Goosey, Apple Juicy, and Time Off for Talent. So she has given this name to the police, but now in her deposition says she's not familiar with that account. We also just watched a video where she says that she can remember everything. Moving on in the deposition, attorney, do you have any technical information or facts that connect Crystal Wrighton to Blonde? Defendant, not at this time. Attorney, do you have any information what whatsoever of any sort that would connect Crystal Wrighton to Blonde. Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what is that? Defendant, data that was spoken on the website and personal experiences. Attorney, what was spoken on the website that you believe connects Blonde to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant says to her attorney, write that down. And then she says, I'll have to provide that at a later date. I don't have it with me right now. Attorney, so as you sit here today, do you know any basis whatsoever that would support your opinion that Blonde is connected to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, yes, in conversations that account had with me were conversations that I had with Crystal. Attorney, anything else? Defendant, H asked me if I thought that account was Crystal because she said she thought that account was Crystal. Attorney, anything else? Defendant, I told her that I thought that Crystal was blonde ambition, and to clarify, she said just blonde. Attorney, anything else? Defendant, not at this time. Blonde was actually written in the defendant's handwriting on the police report notes, and next to it, she actually wrote H's name indicating that she thought that H was actually behind the account named Blonde. Moving on in the deposition, attorney, do you have any technical data or information or facts that would connect Crystal Wrighton to discount doorknobs? Defendant, no. Attorney, do you have any information whatsoever of any sort that would connect Crystal Wrighton to discount doorknobs? Defendant, yes. Attorney, what is that? Defendant, data that was spoken on the website and personal experiences with Crystal. Attorney, and what was that data that was spoken on the website that you connect to Crystal? Defendant, I can provide that. Attorney, as you sit here today, do you have any information or any recollection of what personal information on discount doorknobs that would support your position The discount doorknobs is Crystal Wrighton. Defendant, I didn't bring any of the conversations with me. I didn't know I was supposed to. Attorney, so that's a no. Defendant, ask the question again. Attorney, as you sit here today, can you give us any information whatsoever that you believe supports your position that Crystal Wrighton is discount doorknobs? Defendant, how do you say no if you didn't bring that data? Attorney, as you sit here today, the answer is no. You don't have any information that you can identify, correct? Defendant says, okay. Attorney, is that correct? Defendant, correct. Discount doorknobs was listed on the GOMI subpoena from November 9th, 2021 as number 
number 22. Additionally, in the police videos, the defendant was talking about when she went to vote on November 3rd of 2020. One of the ways that she convinced H that the FBI had confirmed that I was nine profiles on GOMI is that an account posted what time the defendant had voted. And the defendant says that because I had H on Find My Friends, that I noticed that H's phone would have been at a voting location. And therefore, I would have known that H was with the defendant and was voting. And that is how I would have gotten that information and then posted it on GOMI. My legal team was able to capture that Discount Doorknobs was the account that posted about the defendant voting on GOMI. And that post reads, voting records are public information, which elections you voted in, not who you voted for. She voted at like 6.30 last night because of course she is the kind of person to roll up at the very last minute. Her registration was suspended because of her address change, so she would have had to fill out paperwork too. So because Discount Doorknobs is the one who made the post about voting, wouldn't you think that if that was a big smoking gun that the defendant would be able to recall that when asked that question specifically about discount doorknobs, but she could not. Additionally, I am not discount doorknobs, neither is H, and I don't know who is. Moving on in the deposition, attorney, okay, do you have any technical information or data that connects Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I do not have that information as I sit here today. Attorney, with respect to Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy and any connection to Crystal Wrighton, are you aware of any information or facts? that would support the position that they're connected. Defendants say the question again. Attorney, with respect to any connection between Lucy Goosey, Apple Juicy, and Crystal Wrighton, are you aware of any information or facts that would connect these two in any way? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what is that? Defendant, conversations and life experiences I've had with Crystal Wrighton and words that were spoken on the internet. Attorney, okay, can you identify any of those conversations that were spoken on the internet on Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy that supports your opinion that Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy is in fact Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I did not bring the conversations with me. Attorney, so as you sit here today, the answer is no, you don't have any, you can't identify what that information is, correct? Defendant, well it is, but I just didn't bring, I didn't know I needed to bring the conversation. Attorney, I understand you didn't bring them. I'm asking you what you're aware of now and what you have a recollection of and what you can testify truthfully to. So my question is, as you sit here today, can you identify any of the information that you believe supports your opinion that Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy is Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I wouldn't want to tell you the exact conversation unless I had my spreadsheet in front of me where I could show you the exact conversation and the account holder because I don't want to not say the truth. Attorney, so the answer is no as you sit here today, correct? Correct. Defendant, no, as I sit here today. Lucy Goosey Apple Juicy is listed as number 27 on the GOMI subpoena from November 9th, 2021. Moving on in the deposition, attorney. So you have a spreadsheet of websites or posts or things that are on the internet that you believe are related to Crystal Wrighton. Defendant's attorney says, objection form. Defendant, I'm just giving you an example. Attorney, you did say you had a spreadsheet, correct? Defendant, well, if you technically want to know, it's not in spreadsheet form. Attorney, okay, what form is it in? Defendant, it's a Google document. Attorney, a what? Defendant, a Google document. Attorney, okay, how long have you had this Google document that you believe supports evidence that any of these postings that you claim were Crystal Wrighton, how long have you had that? Defendant, well, since H was there with me because we went and wrote names down and what they said together. Attorney, okay, have you ever produced that in this lawsuit? Defendant, I don't know. Attorney, okay. Defendant, I actually don't. Attorney, 
Time off for talent. Are you aware of any technical information that connects time off for talent with Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I do not have that information at this time. Attorney, okay, do you have any information whatsoever that would connect time off for talent to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I do not have that information at this time. Attorney, so the answer is no as you sit here today, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, and again, anything that you have said, you don't have the information at this time. You understand that if you go find it, you have a duty to supplement your answers to the deposition. Defendant, absolutely yes. Time off for talent was listed as number 62 on the GOMI subpoena from November 9th of 2021. And I would also like to point out that although the defendant just said once again that she understands that she is to supplement this information that she says she is going to go back and get in this lawsuit, that she turned over nothing. Nothing was ever turned over, which makes sense because these are made up lies. There would be nothing to turn over. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Moving on with the deposition, attorney. So let's go back to you giving a stock answer to whether I ask it as to each of these postings or sites that posted that you believe were crystal. I've asked you if you have any technical information with respect to technical information that would connect crystal to any of these identifiers, correct? Defendant's attorney says objection form. I agree with that objection. My attorney says, do you remember me asking those questions? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay. And your answer to each one of them was, I don't at this time, correct? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay. When you say at this time, do you currently have any plans whatsoever with respect to somehow investigating whether there's any technical information that would connect Crystal Wrighton to any of the names that we've just been through? Defendant, I'd love to, yeah. Attorney, do you have any plans to do that? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what are those plans? Defendant, plans to do that? Attorney, other than just generally a plan to do that, have you taken any action toward that? Defendant, no. The defendant just admitted in a sworn deposition that she has done nothing to try and compile any technical information whatsoever that would connect me with any of the usernames that she has made allegations that I am the author of. Attorney, have you contacted anyone to assist you in determining whether there's any technical connection between any of the names that I've given you and ask you about whether you have any technical information connecting those to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, can you say the question again? Attorney, have you contacted anyone to try to determine whether Crystal Wrighton could be connected to any of these names that we've been through? Defendant, on Gomi? Attorney, who is that? Defendant, you said on Gomi. Attorney, yes. Defendant, are you asking about the Gomi names? Attorney, yes. Defendant, because there's different ones. Say the question again. Attorney, have you contacted anyone or spoken with anyone in an attempt to connect Crystal Wrighton to any of the Gomi names that we have gone through here today from a technical standpoint? Defendant, I have not. Attorney, do you believe or do you have any text messages that would support your position that Crystal had written anything negative about you on Gomi? Defendant, say the question again. Attorney, 
Attorney, do you have any text messages or emails that would support your position that Crystal had written anything negative about you on Gomi? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what is that? Defendant, text messages that would support that Crystal's written negative things about me on Gomi. Conversations between Crystal and I and Crystal and H and I. Attorney, and describe those. Defendant, like what do they say? Attorney, yes. Defendant, I don't have that information today. Attorney, do you have those texts? Defendant, I'm sure. Attorney, have you produced those texts? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay, so every text that you believe supports your position that Crystal has written anything negative about you on Gomi have been previously produced in this lawsuit, correct? Defendant, no, that's not correct. Attorney, okay. Defendant, I did not say that. Attorney, okay. You understand you were asked to produce any text that supported that position, correct? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay. Why have you not produced all of those? Defendant, because number one, this is an investigation. It isn't just an open and shut thing. I have to provide details as I figure out things as we go along, the technical side of it. I know the conversations that I've had with her, I haven't had with her. But when I say that too, I'm not saying Crystal told me she said something negative. I'm saying here is a copy of a conversation Crystal and I had that's also the only person I had the conversation with and it's repeated on the internet attorney. Okay, have you produced all of? Let me make sure we're clear. It's your position that there are things on text that only you and Crystal talked about and that Crystal's the only other person besides you on earth that knew that information, correct? Defendant, I believe so. Attorney, okay. And my question to you is, have you produced all of the text messages or emails that you believe support the position that only Crystal and you knew certain information that was posted on any of these GOMI sites? Defendant, no, because every day you find out more information and more information. Attorney, okay. Defendant, and now the blog disappeared. Attorney, you understand you have a continuing obligation to supplement all the discovery. Defendant, yes. My attorney says, all right, we're going to ask that you provide all of those within 14 days of today's deposition. Anything that would be responsive to the previous request for production. The defendant's attorney says, to the extent that they exist and have not been produced, we will agree to that. And then the defendant says once again, the problem is the blog disappeared. When I previously discussed what the defendant had turned over in discovery. There were some text messages and emails that the defendant turned over and they were just text messages where I was trying to coordinate scheduling with someone to work a holiday market as well as a positive interaction between myself and one of the defendant's friends regarding some plans to help the defendant during the time of her father's illness. That's what was turned over. Additionally, there was a Facebook message that I had sent to several people when the defendant was in Africa and when we found out that there were some unfavorable accounts being made about her and some unfavorable comments being made about her. I had sent a very positive message encouraging people to not bombard the defendant with any screenshots or anything like that because she had anxiety. So the only emails, text messages, or social media messages that were turned over by the defendant in this lawsuit to support her position were all messages or texts where I was either doing my job or acting positively towards the defendant. Additionally, the defendant has already said in multiple posts prior that she and her internet army have already screenshotted everything. In a post on December 27th of 2020, she says, I guess she didn't realize that me and my army of internet friends screenshotted all 1600 pages. It took a long time, but we did it. 
There's a police video where she says that she has 20 brand stylists and she assigned all of them a month and they all screenshotted it. I have like 20 brand reps and I told them like we assigned different months to different girls and told them to go screenshot everything except for like she's ugly, she's fat. Moving on in the deposition, my attorney objected to her response where she said the blog disappeared as non-responsive. Then my attorney says, let's see if we can narrow this down a little bit. Okay, I understand that you believe one of the basis for your opinion that Crystal is responsible for some of the sites that have posted negative things about you on Gomi. There are some things that you believe support that, correct? Defendant, correct. Attorney, okay. One of those things is you believe that there is information that you've provided to Crystal that only you and her knew and that she could be the only person that could have put that on any of the GOMI sites, correct? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay. Other than this unique information that you only knew and Crystal only knew, you too were the only ones that knew it. Is there any other basis for your opinion that Crystal Wrighton posted anything negative about you on GOMI? Defendant, H told me. Attorney, anything else? Defendant, H. H told the police. Attorney, anything else? Defendant, H told our friends. Attorney, anything else? Defendant, ask again so I can make sure I cover all the bases. Attorney, okay. Other than your belief that information that only you and Crystal knew and things that H has said, other than those two things, is there anything else that you believe supports your opinion that Crystal Wrighton posted anything negative about you on GOMI? Defendant, well, we're in a lawsuit right now. H's attorney says, objection, non-responsive. So the defendant here is saying that her only basis for determining that I am all of these usernames on GOMI is that H told her and that there were conversations that the defendant only had with me. However, in a prior video, the defendant was doing a live sale with two of her friends and she talked about how they are the ones that helped her put the pieces together. So they helped me figure out all my sleuthing problems in the very beginning. I remember sitting in the bay pit with y'all and I was like, are, they, are you sure? Are you sure? I was like, yes. Just yes. Like, please listen to me. I promise you. Like, I was like, fire them. them. Yes. I was like, get rid of these trolls. I was like, the defendant told the police that the way that she knew that it was me is that she read Gomi and within five minutes could tell by some of the language that was used that I was the one talking. Uh, but Crystal uses the word 11 to billion. That's how I knew it was her. So the defendant is trying to imply that the only reason that she thought this was me is because H told her. In fact, the defendant had lied to H and told her that the FBI had already confirmed that I was nine profiles. And so any conversation that H had with the defendant or the police stemmed from the defendant lying to H, telling H that the FBI had already confirmed that I was nine profiles on GOMI. Additionally, she lied to H and told her that she had IP addresses that linked me to these nine profiles. She thinks that I already have the match between the IP address and GOMI. And she thinks that, and that is why she even talked to me to begin with. And all my text messages. So she knows all the data I know I've just never written down on paper that I don't have a match from the IP addresses, I don't think. I did write it and I like backspaced it the other day, two, two days ago. But I know that that's why she talked to me from the beginning. Moving on in the deposition on page 90, the defendant and my attorney were just discussing what would be the foundation of her opinion that I am these people on GOMI. And she ultimately said, well, we're in a lawsuit right now. Then she says, some questions can't be just yes or no. H's attorney says, objection, non-responsive. And my attorney says, 
Well, this is one of them that can. Defendant says, okay, attorney, other than information that you believe only you and Crystal knew and something that H said, is there anything else that you believe that you're aware of or any fact that would support your position that Crystal Wrighton made any negative comments about you or your company on GOMI? Defendant, and I can only say yes or no, is that correct? My attorney says, it's a yes or no question. Either there are other things or there are not other things. Defendant, there are other things. Attorney, okay, so here's my question. My question is, since you've said there's other things, in addition to things that only you and Crystal knew and the things that H said, tell me everything else that you believe supports your opinion that Crystal Wrighton posted negative comments about you on GOMI. Defendant, so could support it could be technical data. Technical data, if provided, could support it, could support that claim. Attorney, okay, anything else? Defendant, no, I'm assuming. Attorney, have you contacted Alice Wright of GOMI to attempt to investigate whether or not Crystal authored any comments on the GOMI site that you find to be objectionable. Defendant, say the question again. Attorney, have you contacted Alice Wright at GOMI to investigate in any way whether or not Crystal Wrighton authored any of the negative comments on GOMI? Defendant, I have not. Attorney, has anyone on your behalf? Defendant, I do not know. I would like to point out that the defendant's prior attorney had subpoenaed GOMI, which would qualify here to answer my attorney's question. My attorney goes on to say, as you sit here today, are you aware of anyone who has contacted Alice Wright on GOMI in any way related to this lawsuit? Defendant says, I believe the police have. Attorney, which police? Defendant Bartonville. Attorney, okay, how do you know that? Defendant, because they told me that. Attorney, tell me everything you believe that was posted negative about you that only Crystal would have known. Defendant, I wouldn't be able to do that today, but I can provide you with a lot of that information. Attorney, as you sit here today, understanding you want to go look at some stuff later to fully answer the question. Defendant nods her head. Attorney, as you sit here today, tell me everything you believe that was posted that was in any way negative towards you that only Crystal would know. Defendant, you're talking about 1,700 pages in 10 years of posts on the internet, so it would be virtually impossible for me to just store all of that data in my brain, but I'm happy to provide you in the future with any direct conversations that I feel like I've had with Crystal that I feel are represented on the internet under one of those names. H's attorney says, objection non-responsive. I would like to point out that we just watched a video clip not long ago where she said that she remembers everything. My attorney also objects as non-responsive and then says, my question is, as you sit here today with your knowledge and your recollection, tell me everything you believe was posted that was in any way negative towards you that only Crystal would have known. Defendant, I can't recall a conversation off the top of my head specifically because there are so many. My attorney says, I'll object to the portion that was non-responsive. Defendant, okay. Attorney, did you investigate any of the posts that you attribute to Crystal Ungomi to see if it was anyone other than Crystal that made the posts? Defendant, say the question again. Attorney, did you do anything to investigate whether someone other than Crystal made the posts that you complain of on Gomi? Defendant, I didn't need to. Attorney, okay, I'm going to object as non-responsive. My question is, did you do anything to investigate whether Crystal was the person who made the negative posts about you or your company on Gomi? Defendant, but when you say, say yes or no, if I only had the conversation with Crystal, then I don't need to investigate further because I only had that experience with Crystal. Attorney, okay, I'm going to object as non-responsive. H's attorney has the same objection. My attorney goes on to say, I understand we've talked about the basis of your opinion. This is a completely different question. 
question. Did you do anything to investigate whether someone other than Crystal Wrighton made any of the negative comments about you or your company on GOMI? Defendant, yes. Attorney, and what was that? Defendant, I asked H. Attorney, anything else? Defendant, I looked at conversations I had with Crystal in my phone. I looked at emails. That's investigating. Attorney, other than what you've said is the basis of your belief that it's things that were communicated between you and Crystal that only you all knew. I understand that's your position, okay? Defendant says, okay. Other than the things you've told us about that you believe tied Crystal to the Gomi Post, setting that aside, okay? You with me? Defendant, yeah. Attorney, okay. Have you done anything to investigate whether someone else made the post that you attribute to Crystal? Defendant, I did not. My attorney says, are you familiar with the site Reddit? Defendant, yes. Attorney, do you believe that any of the Reddit profiles were related to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, yes. Attorney, which ones? Defendant, I don't know. I don't make it a habit of going to Reddit. I would like to point out that the defendant's prior attorney not only subpoenaed Gomi, but they also subpoenaed Reddit and listed nine names. So here she's saying that she doesn't know which profiles she would attribute to me on Reddit, but she must have at some point because her attorney subpoenaed Reddit with a list of nine names. My attorney says, okay, have you read anything on Reddit that you, as you sit here today, can attribute to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, yes. Attorney, okay, what did you read? Defendant, specific details about this case before they were public record. So in the defendant's discovery, which we have already gone through in a prior episode, she submitted a couple of posts from Reddit. And she's saying that these were posted on Reddit before this information was public record. However, a few of the posts that she submitted were comments about the 399 requests for admissions. These comments were made on a thread with the dates September 27th through October 3rd. And that information was made public on September the 7th of 2021. So 20 days later, after the information was public, is when these comments were made. Another post the defendant submitted saying that this was on Reddit before it was public record was about the deposition ruling that went in the defendant's favor from July of 2021. That was made public on July 21st of 2021, and the comments about this on Reddit were in September of 2021, so almost two months later. So her saying that there was information on Reddit her actual words were specific details about this case before they were public record is incorrect. My attorney says, anything else that you believe supports your position that Crystal Wrighton wrote anything on Reddit negative about you or your company? Defendant, well, the fact that I don't have those personal experiences with anybody else or the fact that there are pages of paragraphs about me. And then in my real life, I have never had those kind of experiences with people. I would like to pause in the middle of her statement and say, we just went over numerous negative reviews that have been posted on either people's own blogs or on Yelp or other review sites about their negative experiences with the defendant. So she is saying that she never has negative experiences with people, and we've already seen that that is incorrect. The defendant goes on to say, I have thousands and thousands of comments of people so kind and happy and totally different than this one site of hate. Also, the patterns of conversations where it's the same information over and over again, private details about my finances, those sorts of things. Exactly how much money I make every month when even I didn't know that. Attorney, anything else? 
Defendant, I don't need much more. Attorney, anything else? And I'll object to the portion as non-responsive. Defendant, not that I can recall. Attorney, can you identify any specific Reddit posts that you believe were written by Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, I can provide them at a later date. And once again, nothing was ever turned over. Moving on, my attorney says, as you sit here today, can you identify them in any way? Defendant, as I sit here today, I don't have them with me. My attorney says I'm going to object as non-responsive. As you sit here today, based on what's in your head and what you can recall, can you identify any Reddit sites that you believe Crystal Wrighton was behind that posted anything negative about you or your company? Defendant, say the question again. Attorney, as you sit here today, in your head, recalling what you know as you sit here today, can you identify any Reddit sites that you attribute to Crystal Wrighton? Defendant, Reddit threads? Attorney, yes. Defendant, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head. Attorney, okay, so that's a no, correct? Defendant, no. Attorney, do you have any text messages or emails or writings that would support your position that Crystal Wrighton had written anything negative about you on Reddit? Defendant, say the question again. Attorney, do you have any text messages or emails, anything in writing that you believe would support your position that Crystal Wrighton had written anything negative about you on Reddit? Defendant, as I sit here today, I do not have any of those items with me. Attorney, can you describe them as you sit here today? Defendant, I would not be able to tell you verbatim what they said. Attorney, I'm not asking you to tell me verbatim. I'm asking you to give me what you recall with respect to any written communications between you and Crystal Wrighton that you believe supports your position position that Crystal wrote negative things about you on Reddit. Defendant, the conversations were, did I say Crystal wrote about me on Reddit in that request for admission? Attorney, I'm asking you the questions. Defendant, okay. So here the defendant pauses what she's saying and says, did I say Crystal wrote about me on Reddit? As if to say that she never said that. So if we're asking her about Reddit, then there must be some suspicion. But in fact, the defendant did say that I wrote on Reddit. In her Facebook post on November 18th of 2020, the defendant is responding to one of her followers and says, I've never really read Reddit, but I know it's picking up a little bit because the Gomi admin was contacted by authorities and has started to take down some of the posts, as she should because she will get her profanity and a whole lot of trouble too. She put a bunch of ads on the site to monetize it because I'm sending so much traffic over. So I hope she makes enough to pay for her attorneys too. My goal isn't really to shut that site down or pursue her. I just want these two profanities to have to admit what they've done and admit that I never deserved it one time. Then she has to respond to that comment and say, and by picking up, I mean that Crystal is going over there to talk about me instead. Can you just imagine the time it takes to log in and out of these places? I've had to change my passwords like every day since all this and I can barely keep up. She also had her attorney send a subpoena to Reddit. So her implying that she had never said that I wrote on Reddit is a complete fabrication, much like everything else that she says. Moving on in the deposition, my attorney says, so as you sit here today, do you believe Crystal wrote anything or was behind any writings negative about you or your company on Reddit? Defendant, I do not know. My attorney says, well played. Attorney, do you have any opinion as to how many users on Facebook have posted negative comments about you or your company? Defendant, I do not. Attorney, okay. Have you ever seen a Facebook post negative about you or your company that you did not attribute to Crystal? Defendant says, sure. Attorney, how many? Defendant, I do not know. Then my attorney asks to go off the record and we were on recess from 1212 to 1245. During a break, the defendant got on her Instagram stories and filmed from the deposition. Guys, the boxes are live. Uh, is it weird? Yes, it so is. Oh my gosh, but I'd have no anxiety. Like, my heart's not raised at all. Isn't that so weird? Oh, I don't know why I'm whispering. <laughs> okay, I'll see you all this afternoon. Go get your box. I'll go to the box. 
Also, I think it's so weird that I have literally no anxiety at all. Isn't that weird? Like, my heart rate is not elevated at all. It's so weird. I'm kind of sad because it's like, what are you doing? But at the same time, this is what happens when you make adult choices. So in that little clip, she is saying, yes, it is weird. Um, referencing being at the deposition and she's a little sad, but some, when you make adult choices, basically, I guess you have to deal with consequences. And it seems like she is referencing H there with the adult choices line. But during this break, she knows that she has to sell boxes. So she got on using the situation to once again, promote sales. And so she's telling her followers to swipe up and purchase the box. Next time on False and Defamatory. My attorney says, we are going to be on the same page, I promise you. So the defendant just said in this live video that she has a Facebook business support person and that her page has been reported and is telling her followers that like just somebody random, like we wouldn't know who it was. But here in her sworn deposition, she said she is not aware of any accounts that have reported her page as spam and she has not had any contact with Facebook about that. Have you done anything to investigate your claim that Crystal was, in fact, trying to ruin your business? Defendant says, I investigated myself. I had to get the police involved and all this stuff, so, and they figured out so much for me. That and, like, we got a forensic data analyst and a forensic accountant, and they were able to do so much stuff that I could never figure out. We got all kinds of stuff. Got websites taken down. We got IP addresses, stuff I'd prayed for for months. By her own admission in this sworn deposition and by the lack of evidence she turned over in this case, every single claim that she made about anything regarding forensic activity is a complete lie. Tell me every fact upon which you base your opinion that Crystal Wrighton has stalked you. Defendant, go me, the whole site. Just take a seat and read up. Attorney, do you have a phone number you called to speak with someone at the FBI? Defendant, no. Attorney, do you know the name of the person you spoke with? Defendant, no. Attorney, tell me the substance of the conversation that you had with the FBI regarding this lawsuit. Defendant, I explained what was going on. Attorney, and what was their response? Defendant, I'm sorry. And while this specifically isn't illegal, if this was your daughter or sister, something would be being done. I appreciate you all, but I'm extremely disappointed. Welcome to Bartonville. You'll get a court date for parking your truck behind your house, even when you don't live in an HOA. But if someone stalks you, breaks into your home cameras or your iCloud accounts, deletes messages, lies on record, and it's crickets. From Bartonville, I have exhausted all resources in this case and have not found any crimes that have been committed. If any other evidence is presented by anyone involved, I will research all leads and concerns. Are you aware of any documents after the report from when you originally made the complaint? Defendant says that I've presented to Bartonville? Yes. Attorney, okay, what is that? Defendant, most recently, my husband's witness list, listing Crystal and H as one of four witnesses for my divorce. Attorney, has there been any reinstitution of any research or investigations in the leads and concerns? Defendant, I would say yes. Attorney, okay, and what is that? Defendant, that we're still investigating. Attorney, and who is we? Defendant, myself. My attorney and H's attorney both object as non-responsive. Defendant says, you can say whatever you want. That's gross. 
I would like to once again point out the defendants is saying that the information posted on the internet is information that only I would have been told. But she has admitted now three separate times with three separate people that these people would be privy to the information that she only told me. Therefore, I am not the only person that would have known this information. The False and Defamatory podcast is hosted, edited, and produced by me, Crystal Brighton, with music by Harry B. Ragsdale, who also serves as my audio engineer. First and foremost, I would like to thank my guests who generously shared their time and insight with us. I would also like to thank my husband, my mom, my children, my therapist, my attorneys, and trusted friends who walked with me through this process and made this podcast possible. Being able to finally speak the truth is incredibly healing, and I appreciate you listening more than I could accurately express. If you would like to continue receiving my latest episodes and stay up to date with my content, please subscribe to the False and Defamatory podcast on your preferred podcast platform and follow False and Defamatory on social media with the handle at False and Defamatory. Links to False and Defamatory social media as well as my blog can be found in the episode notes and on falseanddefamatory.com. Listening to the False and Defamatory podcast is free on most platforms. However, if you prefer a video podcast or would like to see the documents discussed in the podcast shown on screen, you can subscribe to my Patreon where you will enjoy these benefits as well as early access, bonus content, and ad-free listening. The defendant spread her false and defamatory claims to hundreds of thousands of followers for more than two years. My goal is to share the truth so it can reach each person who heard her lies. By sharing this podcast, you can help me achieve that goal. Your support means everything to me and helps me reach a wider audience. So please hit that subscribe button and share this podcast with those you think would benefit from it. Thank you again for sharing and for listening. All social media posts referenced in this podcast were included in the evidence in case number 096-321-67820 in the 96th District Court of Tarrant County, Texas, where the jury unanimously ruled in my favor on August 24, 2022. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the False and Defamatory podcast does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Views and opinions expressed by the guests are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the view of the False and Defamatory podcast or Crystal Wrighton. Please do not make any attempts to reach out to the defendant or her followers. Names have been redacted to protect the privacy of the defendant and her army of followers who commented on her public posts. The unanimous jury verdict has not only provided me with justice, but also allows me to share my story. The purpose of this podcast is to share the truth and to provide educational content regarding defamation and social media. If you have any questions about this or to view the documents discussed in this episode, please visit falseanddefamatory.com.